Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, welcome into the show. It is a totally torn Achilles for Aaron Rodgers Perloff. It is one of the most disappointing moments in the history of the NFL, whether you're rooting for the Mm. Jets or against the Jets. The fact that this never got off the ground, no pun intended. The fact we never got to see what Rodgers could have done with all this massive hype. I mean, it's like someone just took the air out of the room of the season. So I saw Adam Schefter tweet, this is the most disappointing thing to happen in NFL history or something. No. That seems like a, a reaction in the moment and also because of the Jets preseason. I, I mean, I think blowing a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl, there's Pretty a lot. Bad. Yeah, there's a lot of more disappointing things. I do think that the problem was that the hype got so big in New York. The expectations were so high. Were they too high? Because well, he is an older quarterback. That's all I'm saying. It was like there wasn't enough. Ooh, maybe he's old. He could be vulnerable to injury. Nobody was really saying that. No, and he even strained his calf like earlier yes. on the off season. We kind of were like, eh, no, it's fine. It's right. I think we wanted to believe. I mean, listen, this was Robert Sala is speaking to the media now. He did not blame the MetLife turf, the turf at the stadium. He said this wasn't a non-contact injury. So they do believe that you know this was Leonard Floyd coming around the edge taking Ro- uh, Aaron Rodgers down. That's what did this. But yeah, was but the hype too was, high? His foot was stuck in that turf. I, yeah, I, I, I think the hype was that. appropriate. I mean, it's a four-time MVP switching teams to a team that obviously has talent. I, I think that the hype was right where it needed to be. I don't think so. I think if it was the same team and it wasn't in New York and didn't have these big celebrity media fans, I think... They were at nine and a half wins. I mean, listen, the, Vegas didn't think that they were like the best team in the NFL. I think they were realistic, but the hype just got a little out of control because there was so much media coverage. Well, Rodgers had so many mics in front of him that it all created this buzz that probably got away from reality. That's it's not my just opinion. about celebrity Jets fans. I mean, well, Justin like, Timberlake was there last night. He's not a celebrity Jets fan. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, you know, Mike Greenberg kind of running ESPN. <laughs> well, whatever. And like, I, mean, stuff like, it, I, think Greeny, it, but... I think it makes a difference. I do think, like, the, there was a lot of buzz around him. That he's on McAfee every week, and McAfee is so popular. I just think Aaron Rodgers is very visible that the expectations probably did get a little too crazy. Listen, I think that if the same thing had happened with Tom Brady when he got to the Bucks. I, I mean, don't think so. I don't there think was the a hype... lot of anticipation about what he'd be like outside of New England. Was I it Brady or Belichick? You really think the hype for the Bucks? It was during the pandemic. It was during so, the so pandemic. Things were but wacky. I don't think it was a third of what it was this summer. I really don't think people were like, I don't remember when we, oh, of course the Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl. That was a bit of a sneaky one, too. But um, the reality is the hype and the expectations from what we saw last night was legit. Like, if Rodgers stays healthy... They win that game by two scores. And not they win that game. Get out of here. Have, that, we have no idea. The defense is, is as good as we thought it would be. The run game is dominant. And Garrett Wilson is... is Amazing. A top five receiver in the NFL. If Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, he doesn't have to be MVP Aaron Rodgers, but if he's just a tick below that, if he's just a little bit below yeah. that, and he's healthy, that is... 
maybe the best team in the AFC. Wait a minute. The, I thought the that, hype was real. I thought that you are no longer a Jets fan. You I'm turned not a Jets into fan. your I'm Jets I'm speaking card. objectively as a sports yeah, media sure. personality. Yeah. You really go back to the Chiefs bandwagon now. Let's uh, go. Come let's, on. Let's hear. I mean, you think they were the favorite in the AFC with Aaron Rodgers? After what I saw last night, if Rodgers stays healthy uh, for the season, that's probably the best team in the AFC. First of all, he played four plays, right? Yeah. Did any of those four plays not look like he was a sitting duck behind that line? Yeah, not, there but, was a single one of them not look troublesome? I think that that was also the first drive of the season. I mean, I can't say that it would have continued through the night. But no, the Bills were getting home on the pass rush. And you're, But you're saying one game where obviously you don't think the, the Bills obviously would have played differently if Aaron Rodgers was still on the field. We have no idea how that game would have gone. The Bills might have actually played like they wanted to win the football game to start. <sighs> I, I don't know. I don't think anything was saving Josh Allen last night. Uh, let's hear from Robert Sala uh, today, just moments ago, talking about uh, the Jets season. I don't know why people are trying to put an obituary under our, our team name. Um, you know, it's uh, I, Aaron is an unbelievable piece to this whole thing, and, and we love him. But uh, I think there's there's 52 other guys in the locker room, plus the 16 practice squad guys that uh, that believe that we can do a hell of a lot of good things here. I mean, easy to say now, but you just spent the entire offseason basically just shaping the team in the mold of Aaron Rodgers. Now he's gone down, so now it's not about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Salo also went on to say that the Jets are pursuing backup quarterbacks, but, quote, we're going to look at everything under no circumstances. Is this a competition? This is Zach Wilson's team. That is, ladies and gentlemen, is what you call a lie. Oh, I don't know. If Wilson plays like he did last night, that's fine, right? You don't think they're bringing in somebody to compete with him? Uh, no. Who? Well, we're going to have to find out. Like, uh, I mean, if you bring in an available free agent, Nick Foles is not. They're, they're not going to want Nick Foles to beat out Zach Wilson. They're going to hope that Zach Wilson does the job. No, but if you do make a trade for, like, Jacoby Brissett or Gardner Minshew or Those one guys, of his other names. Gardner Minshew can't earn the starting job over a rookie, and Jacoby Brissett can't earn the job over Sam Howell. The, That's your, those, those two, are, those two um, instances were not true competitions. Anthony Richardson was playing from week one. The owner said as much. Yeah. And I think that the Washington Commanders got Sam Howell on the brain, and they were not going to be moved off of I mean, Jacoby Brissett's not winning jobs anywhere. I mean, he's well, how many teams has he played on the last three years? He looked better than Sean Watson last year. For, like, uh, as a Jets fan, someone who might have been or is a Jets fan, I would imagine they would say Gardner Minshew would be a great option for the Jets. Since mm-hmm. I'm not a Jets fan, I don't care. Yeah, but like as a of five Jets minutes fan, ago, yeah. Well, as of like you know, twelve hours ago. I don't know. You guys might be seeing more in Gardner Minshew than I am. He lost both starts he had with the Eagles last year, and he came in at the very end of the Jags game and basically saved my cover on that game because he had two lousy plays that didn't score from the one yard line. I don't know the guard. Wait, These guys when, would when be starting came in if for they the were Eagles starting. last year, though. Weren't the, didn't the Eagles already basically have the division wrapped up? No. Thought so. No, I mean, I think Hurts came back. What was your record back. at that point? Like nine and one. They're fourteen and one, <laughs> and then they <laughs> lost two games. So Hurts had to come back in week eighteen to wrap everything up. Like I know, they didn't but they were still to... fourteen and one. Right, but if he'd won a game, they would not have had to bring Hurts back. They didn't want to bring Hurts back. Okay, but so and then Mitchell went over two, and like they got rid of him. They brought in Marcus Mariota. I don't. There's a reason all these people who are available on this market well, are course, available. But that's why you got to make the call to Tom Brady. You got to let him say no to you. I don't know if you make the call to Phillip Rivers. I know the 49ers, that was oh the uh, the story last year that they had called Phillip Rivers. I ne- The story never made sense to me because if they were going to the Super Bowl, wouldn't they have had a competent quarterback already? I so, don't even remember that story. I remember Phillip Rivers calling teams and saying, I'm ready. Well, 
What Remember, team was, it was that? that? The 49ers had called Philip Rivers say if we went to the Super Bowl, they would have put him on the team. Didn't Philip Rivers call someone and say, I, I want to play, I'm ready to go? I have no idea. Uh, apparently, Colin Kaepernick's agent did call the Jets today to oh, tell yeah. them that last Colin year, Kaepernick is available. Rivers last year contacted the Dolphins and the 49ers and said he was ready to play. And they didn't call. I mean, come on. this That would be so sad to see Rivers or Matt Ryan there. I mean, go Matt- with Zach Wilson and bring in a backup and try your hardest. That's what I say. Yeah, Matt Ryan, I, I don't think I'd do. Ryan's th- three and a half years younger than Rivers. I know, and he's already in the broadcast booth. I'm watching him with Tiki Barber last week. Let's just go down the hallway and ask Tiki. Get his <laughs> broadcast partner out of the booth. <laughs> yeah. Tell him get, to get his butt on the Jets sideline. It's good. Be a for little more airtime for fans. Tiki. Yeah, for those Jets fans, not Mike Samter. 855-212-4CBS. Man, I can't believe you jumped off the bandwagon. 855-212-4227. Kevin is in. Oregon's got an idea. Kevin, what's up, dude? Well, uh, the Jets need a mobile quarterback, and since Fran Tarkenton isn't available, I'm thinking Trey Lance might be. I mean, it's a flyer, but what the heck? The guy potentially could be, you know, their starting quarterback for a long time. Why not? Because he's on a roster. The the Cowboys just gave up a fourth-round pick for him, so why would the Cowboys give him up for nothing? Well, if you could flip him for a third or a a second if the Jets, depending on how desperate they are, I don't know. I don't know know how much work they did on Trey Lance because – they had, they, well, you know what? They probably did because Zach Wilson's in that same draft. So I'm assuming they were probably doing work on all those quarterbacks. He's a third string quarterback. I mean, they can, they can certainly let him go if they can get something decent for him. But the Jets, Jets can't give up a second round pick. That's a high pick. No, I get for, it. For Trey Lance right now. Listen, here's what the Jets have to be thinking. Kevin, thank you for the call. They got to be thinking, we don't want to waste the season. If they're thinking that, we don't want the season to be a waste and not have done everything we possibly can to try to get an upgrade from Zach Wilson, then you spend draft capital to try to save the season. Why? I don't know if Trey Lance saves your season. Why? I think you're building a team here if you're the Jets. You have you had rookie of the year on both sides of the ball last year. You have a 23-year-old Sauce, a 23-year-old Garrett Wilson. I'm holding on to those draft picks, and I'm building a legit, really good team. Also, you got to hold on for a quarterback. You cannot risk that first-round pick that you got back. Because yeah, no, no, right. you're, you're not going to give away the first-round pick. I would not give up. A second-round pick is really valuable in the NFL. If I'm the Jets, I, I'm looking at the next 10 years. I am not selling out for this season. I don't know. I mean, this is your all-in season. You think Alan Lazard and Dalvin Cook are signing with you if you're not, if you didn't think that this was a chance to win, although Dalvin Cook really... Washed and washed. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Oh, you... Listen, how, how long was Dalvin Cook out there begging to get signed? And Alan Lazard? I'm, come on. I think Alan Lazard on the, uh, would have had a, a lot more suitors. I think he obviously went there because of Rodgers. But let's get to Jerry Jones because the Cowboys owner always finds himself in the middle of every single story. So here was Jerry Jones, and he was on the Sean and RJ 105.3 The Fan in Dallas on his weekly appearance. Would they trade a quarterback to the Jets? I can't imagine what it would be, but the facts are that uh, just as they do, we can need Rush in a, in a play and did last year, and did the year before. And so, uh, boy, you've got to, uh, especially when you got all the promise we got, uh, to uh, compromise yourself with depth at that position wouldn't be very unlikely. Jerry, sounding very, very smart there. Why would you trade Cooper Rush? I can't imagine they'd ever do that because if something ever happened to Prescott, Rush is a great high-end backup. And Mm -hmm. he went went 4-1 with him last year. And... Trey Lance just got in the building. I can't see the Jets being that high on him. Again, they probably did work on him because they were definitely in the market for a quarterback in that draft. They took Wilson. I mean, once again, 
when are those guys going to learn the offense? Cooper Rush knows nothing but the Cowboys offense. Maybe it's yeah, actually probably be similar to Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, yeah did Hackett must have been with McCarthy at some point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, Cooper Rush would get you excited. Like, ooh, the Jets have Cooper Rush. That feels a lot like an Andy Dalton or a um, or what about Andy? Nick Foles? Have you have you reached out to Andy? I d- I don't want my two guys, Case Keenum and Andy Dalton, to go there. Why? I worry about that offensive coordinator. Well, of course, but right now Case and Andy aren't playing. Like they'd yeah, yeah, rather yeah. play, I'm sure. They would, and uh, I know Case loves New York. It's where he, he's wanted to come here for a while. He almost went to the Giants at one point, but I, I fear Hackett is cursed. That's never crossed <laughs> you guys' mind. I mean, he was the offensive coordinator for two of Aaron Rodgers' MVPs. Listen, yeah. he was terrible when he was the offensive coordinator of the Bills, yeah, but the just, Bills weren't a very good team. Then. He made a deal with the devil to get the head coaching job. It just <laughs> feels like it just feels like this is a position where the expectations are going to be out of control. I mean, absolutely bananas out of control. And it's almost a no-win situation for the next quarterback. Well, how many people did make a deal with the devil with the Jets? We had Joe Namath made a deal with the devil. Yeah. I'm assuming Woody Johnson probably did at some point. <laughs> um, the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Chat's in full effect. Uh, Laura in the chat came up with two. She also said Trey Lance. She said Cam Newton. Um, Craig said Marcus Mariota. What about trading for the Eagles backup? See, they can have him. He did not look good in the preseason. I like that Cam Newton. But is Cam done? Ugh, of course. <laughs> yeah, Cam's done. That's why he's not over, on the team. Over. It's... But how do you think Cam's another guy? He, uh, we call it the Legion of Boom phenomenon, who's probably a lot younger than you think. Yeah, the, the Legion of Boom phenomenon is all those guys in the Legion of Boom are way younger than you think. Yeah, they they're are. all like, like Richard Sherman's like 34. Yeah, Cam Chan. They're all in their young 30s. Uh, Cam Newton, we need an age on him. Uh, let's go to Bob's in Myrtle Beach. Bob's got an idea. What do you got for us, Bob? No, if you're thinking outside the box and calling free agents, why not call Drew Brees just to gauge his interest? I mean, why not? I mean, the worst he can say is no, but good God, look what he would bring in. That's um, that, that's cruel and unusual. Punishment. <laughs> put a 42-year-old quarterback with that line. and the, Listen, it didn't work with a 39-year-old quarterback. You put Brees out there on that turf? I think it might. Poor it, guy. It might not work for him. I'm just trying to see exactly January 3rd, twenty twenty. One was the last time that Breeze took a snap. All right, Cam well, listen, New- if you're talking about Philip Rivers, I get, I get where where. Bob's yeah, it's not a bad from. idea. But Cam Newton's 34. Yeah, these guys are younger than we think. I mean, Cam is like 34, but his body has been through so much because of how he played physically. I, it's, I don't know. That doesn't seem to be a problem with him. It, it seems that he hasn't found an offense that suits him at all. Let's well, go. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, he was okay that one year with the Patriots, right? I mean, any of these guys. Just get a guy who could run for a first down. What is it? Why is this so hard? Get Taysom Hill, Maggie. See, Sign I, him. I, Taysom Hill. I think that you need the point guard. You need the Brock Purdy point guard, and you have enough playmakers yeah. and a good enough defense. Big Dave's in Kentucky. Dave, what do you think? Jerry said that none of the Cowboys' backups are available. BS. I'm calling my shot. Cooper Rush of the Jets. Jerry's got a brand-new shiny thing to play with. It's Trey Lance. <laughs> And I mean, we're going to get he'll 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 suck probably. Uh, I don't know, second or third round draft pick out of this. I'm calling my shot right now. Would you agree that Cooper Rush is the best backup in the NFL? No, he's a super high end backup. How does anyone know Cooper Rush? We've never seen him really. I don't he played know, five outside games of last year. He, he did five? great. So you're saying like you? Th- how much does Cooper Rush get paid? Is he the highest paid backup in the league, Dave? That's not what you base on someone being the best out of. I well, mean, I mean, the market doesn't player. value him as the best, obviously. 
I bet she's not even in the top five. Okay, McLovin, who's the best? Who give me a better backup? Cooper Rush. Andrew James no, Dalton. <laughs> you just Who? said you don't want Dalton coming Andy Dalton, to the Jets. Andy Dalton started last year for the Saints had a 98 rating. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, Andy Dalton's definitely better than Cooper oh, Rush. Get out of here. If I put up a ball right now, who's better, Andy Dalton or Cooper Rush? Who do you think's going to win? Oh, you're, oh my Cooper God, Rush has played. Boy. Once they got tape on Cooper Rush, the Eagles ate him for lunch last year. Uh, I'm going to be honest, though. Who won more games as the starter with the Cowboys, Dalton or Rush? Andy, no, I'm done with this conversation. Before. So wait, wait, Cooper <laughs> Rush wins. You know how backup Dave hung up. You know how backups work. Once you get tape on them, they completely fall apart. Yeah. Cooper Rush, you think Co- the league is clamoring for Cooper Rush? He's the best backup in the league. I don't know. I've never heard of another team making any overtures you know, towards Cooper Rush. Ironically, Mike White really could have stepped in in this position. Now he's the backup in Miami to Tua, but he really could have stepped in at this point. And oh, really helped them. Mike White of seven touchdowns and 11 interceptions last year. Listen, he usually when he's getting called into the game, it's because it's not for a great reason. I still think Jacoby Brissett, you can you can win games with Brissett. Then why is he jumping around the league in backup roles? Well, be just because sometimes you're a backup. And that doesn't mean you can't win games. Back in the day, backups used to be good quarterbacks. Now it's like, you know, there's wait, wait, this wait, huge wait. drop-off between your starter and your backup. I don't know. I saw that. I saw someone else said that today. That's insane. The level of quarterback play is up 4,000%. Zach Wilson's night last night would have been like the third best outing of 1978. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't mean to go back to the 70s. I meant but, more like the 90s. What, who, who were these backup quarterbacks in the 90s who were so good? Well, I can tell you what. For my franchise, the backup quarterback is responsible for the greatest comeback in the history of the league. Frank Reich. Frank, okay, let's look at Frank Reich's stats. Well, Mr. he didn't get to play a lot. That's the whole thing. You're actually the starters stunk in the nineties. <laughs> Jeff Hostetler won a Super Bowl again against my team. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. How did the Mannings react last night when Aaron Rodgers went down? We've got that for you in a moment. Plus, oh man, how much trouble are the Bills in right now? We'll answer that question. Don't move. You're listening to Maggie and Perloff. If you want to watch, YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio is where to do it. We're still taking your suggestions for who the Jets should bring in, if anybody. Is there anyone who thinks they should just ride with Zach Wilson? Got a lot more to do. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Trying to solve this issue here for the New York Jets on who should be their quarterback or maybe backup. Robert Sala, their head coach, took to the podium today, Perloff, and said, it is Zach Wilson's job. We're not bringing anyone in to compete with him, just someone to back him up. And I think that's probably a lie. Um, 
But I still think this team, this Jets team, has the bones of a good team. They've got talent at all the places you'd want big talent outside a quarterback from last night. But we've seen teams win with less than A-plus quarterbacks. That can happen in this league. Like you're talking about the Niners. I'm talking about the Niners. Last year, one win away from the Super Bowl. Right. That was her third out of four years. They were, well, one year they made the Super Bowl. They made two straight conference title games. They obviously had a very well-established winning team. Okay, well, they also got dealt a bad hand when not only Trey Lance goes down, but but then uh, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down and Brock Purdy has to step in. Jets get handed a bad hand. Now, but the Jets had never won like the Niners had. The Jets were a seven-win team last year and basically have a very similar team to last year. Okay, well, Robert Sala comes from that 49ers team. I yep. know that he's not like, you know, they haven't had success with New York yet, but they were a seven-win team last year. That's enough to build on. And I think you have a great defense. You have good skill position right. players. You have exactly what the 49ers have. The places you're a little bit more deficient, you don't have as good an offensive line, right? and your head coach is not as good, I would say. Right. I don't think you have quite the defense. You you have Quinton Williams up front, but you don't have a Nick Bosa. I mean, there's only a couple of those in the league. I know, but they have like what the Eagles had in their Super Bowl year, which is like just yeah. dudes who you can bring and yeah. rotate in. Yeah, and the Chiefs just torched that Eagles defense, by the way. A lot of good good offense. I mean, I... I think this the Niners' defense to me is a, when they're healthy is a level beyond everybody else. Bosa is wrecks everything. Now the Jets, by the way, Buffalo moved the ball a lot last night. They had four turnovers and still were basically winning the game. What does that ever happen? Doesn't that point? To how many turnovers? It was three picks and a fumble. Three picks and a fumble. And, and the I, Jets only had one turnover, and they still had to go to overtime. I mean, obviously the Bills were the better team, in my opinion. They're clearly a more talented team. They are, but they didn't play like it. They played like a team that was trying to do everything they could, or excuse me, a quarterback who could do everything he could to lose that game. Yeah. He was right to put that all on himself. Let's hear a little Josh Allen, Stu, because yesterday he was right that he's the one who should take the blame here. Yeah, trying to force the ball. Um, <sighs> yeah, same shit, same place, different day. Oh, so who's going to knock this out of him? Like, who's going to get this out of him? Because if it's not the head coach and if it's not the offensive coordinator, who's going to get through to Josh Allen? Like, you've got to play smarter. Okay, let me ask you a question, though. What, if he doesn't play like this, what does a Bills offense look like? What do you mean, if he doesn't play like Well, if he doesn't make these running plays or... The running plays I'm actually fine with. I don't like him hurtling defenders in the second quarter of week one. And you didn't like the fumble, too. Well, I didn't like the fumble because you fumble the snap because you're not looking in the right direction. The guy snapped it early. Whatever happened, just hold the ball and fall. You don't have to... You don't have to... You're lucky enough that you got the... uh, Recovered the fumble... Don't pick it up and then run into a line of Jets, like a wall of Jets defenders. Well, my point is, if he's not trying to run, or he's not throwing these ridiculous downfield balls, three of which got picked last night, two yeah. of them were just Hail Marys, basically. It didn't really even matter that much. One of them was third and eight at his own 30, and they pinned the Jets within yeah. the five. So that actually worked out great. But my point is, all they have are these incredible, ridiculously difficult throws by Josh Allen. That's their whole offense. Okay, so It's either Josh Allen runs for it or he threads a needle and gets it to Stephon Diggs 17 yards. So they actually were starting in the beginning to actually do some more timing plays that they were using the screen game. Like even Troy Aikman pointed out, he's like, this is not a team that uses the screens. They were trying to do some other things. I don't have problem with Josh Allen running. 
Like, he can run when he needs to, like third and seven, mm-hmm. when everyone's covered and be stupid to throw. Run for the first down but that there. jump, that was third and 12 when he jumped the guy. That was a third down. He was trying to make the first down. But he was so far away from the first down line. Just go think, out of bounds. I think when you're, you know, balls to the wall like that with Josh Allen, yeah. like you got to go for it. Uh, two officiating calls that we haven't brought up yet that I want to ask you about. The pass interference on Stephon Diggs, if that had ended up costing them a field goal on the final drive, it was basically... I wouldn't have come into work. That was the I dumbest call I've seen. They said that Stephon Diggs reached his arms out. Technically, it might have been offensive. They were both doing it. Yeah, it wasn't. It was the least blatant offensive pass interference At I saw all At that point week. in the game, too, how dare you call that? But... I did tell you the Jets were going to get all the calls this year. I but, thought that was when Rodgers was... Talking. At the end, the last play, the Jets returned the punt, Yeah, and the... Official uh, officiating analyst came on John and said, Barry, yeah. said there was a lay. They didn't call a trip. It was a leg whip. That is the dumbest thing I ever heard. If that official had called a <laughs> leg whip right there, I would have given every fan in the stadium the right to run down and attack them. There's <laughs> no way you're taking over a game winning punt on a re- two guys got their feet tangled. That was the stupidest. You, don't tell me you wanted that call. Wait, so here is the Xavier Gibson game-winning punt return in overtime. I'm not sure who put this on the cut sheet, but let's play it. Gibson runs under it at the Jet 35. Starts to his left, gets to the 40, turns the corner at the 45-50. Blockers in front at the 40, at the Bills 30, inside the 20. Stutter steps to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! It's a Jet touchdown! This game is over! One of the last players to make the Jet roster out of training camp just took it to the house to win it in overtime for the Jets. Bob was choosing on Jets Radio Network with an epic call there. And yes, of course, it was Gibson from Hard Knocks, one of the feel-good stories, and he ends up getting the game winner. I wish that the officiate, that John Perry, who was working for ESPN, yeah. I just wish he wouldn't have even said that. Yeah, it because was, it was I, lame. I didn't see it. <laughs> Nobody saw it. And I, I just wish he never said it because then it planted in my head like, man, they should have called this back maybe, but they were never going to call that back at that moment. Well, it was at the 20-yard line. The, the Jets would have gotten the ball, the Bills 35 maybe. Yeah, and they would have kicked the field goal. And but, Zach Wilson was playing pretty well at that point, so they might have kicked the field goal anyway. In fact, by the way, that punt was the best way to lose because they, the the Jets were after Ken Dorsey served up three crappy offensive play calls on the Bills. Well, one, I mean, the, the right, overtime drive, the right tackle can't do a false start on first down and yeah. back you up. It was it was all terrible. Awful. The Bills looked awful on that drive, but the Jets already had the ball at midfield. They were probably going to hit a field goal. It just felt like the Jets' night at that point. I'm sorry, I don't know why, but it definitely, I'm with you. I guess like, we this is easily... an epic failure by the Bills that they even allowed it to feel like the Jets' yeah. night. Yeah, the fact that they needed a desperate comeback from Josh Allen in the last two minutes. That drive looked good. Do that. Put him in the two-minute drill. You actually said something to that effect I earlier. I know. If I Josh don't like Allen it when he has time to drill, think. Yeah, there are a lot of quarterbacks like that. Just pretend, hey, Josh, you're running out of time. Go, go, go. I, well, I love that when they do the up-tempo stuff. I love it mm. because you have the personnel to do that. But on the same, other hand, you want them to run the ball. Uh, I like a little mix. Yeah, I do like a little mix. You're not getting either of those, by the way, Mac. No, I'm not. This is going to be a long season. Long season. Oh, get out of here. It is. Uh, they're going to be 10-7. and seven. Go maybe, to the playoffs and break your heart again. Maybe maybe Josh Allen is turning into the new Dak Prescott. That sounds like what we say about the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, but 
I don't even really understand what that means. The new Dak Prescott. Like, right. Dak's been a pretty good quarterback. Dak Prescott just beat Tom Brady 31-7 to in the playoffs. No, Josh Allen has already doubled the playoff wins that Dak Prescott does. And... Yeah, but but again, it's like Bills go into the playoffs and disappointing. Just it's more not about Dak and Josh, more about the Bills kind of in the Cowboys being in a similar spot. Not many people think that despite the fact they mm. could be a good team, no one really has a lot of faith they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Except for right. me, I picked the Cowboys and, to win the Super and Bowl. And the fact that they were Las Vegas favorites to win the Super Bowl all of last year, and they're pretty high up right now, too. <laughs> so I think betters always think the Bills are gonna win. Everybody picked the Bills. I know. I Peter the, King picked the Bills this year. Nobody, you know, actually people have faith in the Cowboys too. It's a year of the quarterback who can't get it done. Um, I actually took a page out of Perloff's book last night. This is a, mm. a very Perloff move and I did it myself, which is when something, if you feel like, you, you know, if you don't have a good feel for your own team and you feel like it could be a long night or you're in for a disappointment, mm-hmm. make a bet that makes money. So at least oh, you, you feel a little bet, oh, yeah. a little better. I bet the under before the game even yeah. started. And I was like, I didn't have a good feeling about the game to start. No clue about the Rogers stuff. Obviously, didn't have a good feeling. Bet the under. Made nine dollars last night, guys. Look at that. Well, okay, uh, <laughs> you're going to report every bet you lose, right? Because if I'm saying next to Floyd Mayweather, he's going to only <laughs> tell me about the wins. I'm going to have yes. a major problem. No, huh? I, I will report the ones I lose as well. I've, mm. I've got a whopping forty bucks in the DraftKings account. You're right like now. Seinfeld, Mister Mrs. Break Even. I know. Right? You lose a bet with me, you get the nine dollars back to buy me lunch tomorrow <laughs> whenever I have an appetite. I offered to buy it today. You said you had no appetite. No, I can't. I could not eat. I couldn't even look at food. Yet you're not a Jets fan anymore. No, no, no. It's it's what drove me out of my Jets fandom. Now, Meanwhile, now I feel great. Yeah, speak, now I feel fantastic. Speaking of uh, food and eating and trying to get through this game. Coming up next, one of the all-time backfires that we've seen in sports. I can't tell if maybe this person, maybe they just, these people rather, deserved it. I'm not talking about Jets fans. But an all-time karmic backfire happened as a result of Aaron Rodgers going down last night. We'll get to that. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. So we're trying to find some names that the Jets are reaching out to. Our buddy Jordan Schultz has an interesting report. He says that GM Joe Douglas has reached out to former Chiefs backup Chad Henney, who recently retired. Apparently, Henney has a relationship with Nathaniel Hackett. And, you know, Henney's a good backup. If it, was he in Jacksonville with Hackett? That must be what it yeah. was. Yeah, Was that's he Bortles' good, backup? Yes, I believe he was. Was Henny the guy who got blown up in that? Oh, no, that was Matt Moore, who got blown up by Bud Dupree in the playoff game. Okay, Chad Henny came and re- played really good, but he's a backup, Maggie. Like He's not taking the job from Zach Wilson. If you sign someone like that, doesn't that say that Zach Wilson is the real starter? Well, Robert Sala said that earlier today, that they're inquiring about veteran quarterbacks, but not to come in to compete with Zach Wilson, only to back up Zach Wilson, which they have Tim Boyle for, which I thought, why wouldn't you just have Tim Boyle then? He was with yeah. Hackett and Rodgers in Green Bay. Yeah, I guess Boyle's like an assistant coach slash backup. But I think this this hire, I'm sorry, this acquisition tells you everything about what they're thinking. If they get a guy who's a little bit younger who can compete with Zach, they don't believe in Zach, they get Chad Henney. They're rolling the dice on Zach Wilson. I'm I'm pro Zach Wilson. I'm going to say it right now. I think you got you and Sam are way too down on him. 
Well, if he can learn to play point guard a little bit more yeah. and not turn the ball over, but I don't see where Zach Wilson has ever shown you that. Forget about point guard. He needs to learn how to play quarterback. Well, I'm just saying, if he can't play quarterback, at least play point guard and just distribute <laughs> the ball a little bit more. It's just the problem is he's good for, you know, a, at least a turnover or two a game. That's going to be really yeah. hard to get out of him at this point. <laughs> Well, you take a turnover a game from Josh Allen. Oh my gosh, they would have won by I ever... three touchdowns uh, if he had had one turnover. I I know it's like if he had just not turned the ball over. Anyway, I think, uh, my I, Bills misery is at an all time low right now. I've been thinking about it more. You lost a turnover battle four to one and went to overtime. What does that tell you? Well, that's the silver lining. Like yeah. the Jets don't really have a silver lining right now. I, well, they, they do the the defense, the playmakers, and, and they keep their draft pick too. That's a big silver. They lining. do keep the draft pick, but they're in a win now. I mean. Why? They have the incredibly young team other than their ancient quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I, the silver lining, obviously, for Buffalo is that this is a wake-up call. And this is Josh Allen, like, yeah. all right, really get serious here about trying to be a smarter player. Totally. And week one is for that. Week one's an odd week. And that was an odd game last night. There was a lot of energy around Aaron Rodgers. You don't buy this, but I think there could have been an emotional letdown. I mean... That, the, that, to me, means the Bills are mentally weak. If you can't then step on the neck of your opponent... After they lose the franchise quarterback after four snaps, then what are we doing? I have a newsflash for you. Your bills are mentally weak. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> the last not four fun. seasons isn't showing you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, bro. The last 40 years of my life. Thank same you. Th- the Chiefs are not mentally weak, and they completely had an emotional letdown they against the Lions. They were missing two of their best players. Yeah, but they could have won. They were up. They easily could have won that game. They just sort of uh, had mental lapses and did unchiefs-like things. Well... Chalk this up to an all-time backfire. And I was like, I understood with this story where Packer fans were coming from. So there's a bar in Milwaukee. Uh, was it called Joe's American, right? Was yeah. the name of it? Joe's American. They started a promotion that they were going to give free drinks, free bar tabs, every time the Jets lost. Sort of like an in-your-face to Aaron Rodgers, goodbye, good riddance, don't want you anymore, and not just that, going to revel every time you lose because there were a couple stipulations. One, Rodgers had to start the game. Now, they never said he had to finish it. He had to start the game. It couldn't be on opposite a Green Bay game. Um, no food, just the bar tab. Okay. So Rodgers goes down after four plays last night, and apparently the Packer fans really started to feel themselves. So they're running up bar tabs all over the place, Perloff, at this bar in Milwaukee. (laughs) And then the Jets come back and win. This is what it sounded like, courtesy of CBS 58 in Milwaukee. I mean, I'm not necessarily opposed to Rodgers, but uh, tonight I'm thinking with my wallet instead. And the mood has changed considerably. That is because the Jets just won the game on a long touchdown in overtime. You can take a look. This is the reaction from a bar where people are realizing the bar tabs they've been racking up all night, thinking, certainly with Rogers hurt, the bar was going to be paying that tab. It is setting in. They are going to have to go to the bar and pay that tab. I'm sorry. It's Jack's American. Jack's American pub. And all those people who ran up those bar tabs thinking that, you know, Zach Wilson was going to totally bleep the bed they had to pay up at the end of the night. Okay, it's a little, it's a little bit, it's a little karmic comeback right. to you. Been to Milwaukee a few times. Yeah, 
I'm telling you, they are going to get hammered anyway, regardless of this promotion. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. There's no way they drank more beer than they were going to drink already. I saw a lot of the interviews. The, everyone who was interviewed at that bar was definitely downing at least 11 beers. <laughs> oh. uh, well, but maybe you're going a little more high-end beer. Maybe you're adding some shots into it. Maybe you're go- trying to go top shelf on something. I think uh, I'd like to see the, the consumption numbers this week compared to next week because I'll <laughs> bet you they are high on both sides. Well, I guess, like, is this a little bit of a karmic, you know, backlash where you go to get the promotion rooting for someone to lose? Is that bad for your karma? Uh, yeah, rooting I, I against see Aaron Rodgers. I see what you're saying. Um, no one I was rooting know. for him to get hurt, but I didn't feel it's funny. I I watched. I know some Packers people on Twitter. I didn't feel like anyone was rooting badly against Aaron Rodgers. Did you have you noticed or heard any of that? Feels like they were ready to move on. Because and you know what it was? Because they won Week One. They beat the Bears. Yeah. So Packers fans were not. I didn't sense a lot of, oh, I want to see Aaron Rodgers fail. I did want the free beer. I'm sure that was it. <laughs> yes. But I don't see a lot of gloating in Green Bay, but I could be missing it. Maybe they are feeling very self-satisfied about this. Well, I mean, the fact that Rodgers got hurt now kind of changes it. If they had just imploded and been this, like, drama fest, and yeah. it's like, oh, well, you know, good thing we've got that out of the organization now. We've got Jordan Love. But the fact that Rodgers gets hurt really yeah. changes things. Well, it's I thought I think the big thing, the fact that they got a decent game out of Jordan Love in week one, I think that was a huge sigh of relief. Now they're like, okay, it's time. They're so used to the succession plan. They probably probably all secretly think this is going to work because that's what we do at the Packers. We get rid of the old quarterback. He goes somewhere else, and the new guy's a star. So I I don't know. Free beer, that is important to them. But I'm telling you, Maggie, tune in next Monday. It's going to be like, ah, I thought the promotion was still going on. I don't even know what's going on here. (laughs) Um, I guess, I guess as long as you just keep beating the bears, all's right in the world. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Yeah. I got to tell you though, I'm a little worried. I, I went back and watched a condensed, like a highlight version of Jordan loves throws. Yeah. He did not do much against the bears, Maggie 15 for 27. I don't think, I don't know if Jordan love, I think the Packers fans are feeling themselves right now. There's a long season ahead. I'm not sure I saw it from Jordan, my guy this week. So right now they're feeling great. Aaron Rodgers hurt. Jordan Love is a winning game. There is a long season. I'm, I'm worried the overreaction is too positive on that side. Uh, Thomas L's in the chat. Through the first week's game, Love is tied for the most touchdown passes in the NFL. He also has the longest completion, 51 yards, the highest passer rating, and his 9.1 yards per attempt is third. Yeah, but 15 for 27? Here's the one thing I'm all I was I was impressed with Jordan Love because I didn't start as a believer, but I just also can't tell if the Bears are just really bad. Uh, you think it's possible they were they're the, just super bad? How Again, about the fact they were the worst team in the league last year? And yeah, they didn't even look really spicy at all on offense. Let's go to the phones eight five five two one two four CBS. Gabe is in Texas. Got an idea for who the Jets should call in as the backup quarterback or maybe to replace Zach Wilson? Hey, Gabe. Hey, guys, I, I, I had a thought. How about either Trey Lance or Cooper Rush? And maybe these guys, the Cowboys, can get a couple of the draft picks back. You know, Gabe, Jerry Jones was asked about it. He said no, but Big Dave and other Cowboy fans are calling BS on that. I think it'd be more – who? okay, if it is Cooper Rush or Trey Lance, who do you think that the Cowboys would be more likely to part with? Say the draft compensation is equal. Oh, I think – Trey Lance because he just got there. Yeah, I do. Well, too. actually, I mean, listen, I just looked at it. Cooper Rush signed a two-year, $6 million contract where Trey Lance presumably is worth more because he went in the fourth round. So there's more value. Two years, $6 million is pretty much as low as you can get for a backup. 
So I think Lance is a more valuable player, but right now the Cowboys are in win-now mode, so they'll keep the veterans. But I don't think they're trading either of them. Uh, the Jets are not giving up a second-round pick for Trey Lance, so no, what's I, the point? I, I don't know. I mean, listen, it depends how desperate they are. But if you're that desperate because you feel like you've gone all in this season and you don't just want this Rodgers situation to derail you, like, you know Trey Lance isn't riding in on a white horse here. Like, if you're going to trade draft compensation, it'd be for Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford or someone who's a bit more of a sure thing. Trey wow. Lance hasn't proven anything in this league. Yeah, by the way, uh, yeah, Trey Lance has a sort of alternate version. His name is Zach Wilson. They're basically... <laughs> same for, draft. Right now, the same draft, same guy, <laughs> same level of success. <laughs> Matthew Stafford's... I mean, the Rams... The Rams could meet the Jets in the Super Bowl the way Matthew Stafford looked at week one. I know. Forget that. But it'd only be if the Rams are trying to look big picture here and thinking about Caleb Williams and trying to get another quarterback. They, no, just, they look great. They just beat a playoff team 30-13. to 13. I get it, but Matthew Stafford is also like not the picture of health. I, well, first of all, I mean... Spine injury. So you think there's a possibility they would trade and trade him? Of course not. Not right now. Not right now. The, first of all, if they keep if Aaron Donald plays like he did like then and Stafford plays like he did there, they're they're a playoff team. Uh Michael is in Ohio. Hey Michael, how are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing excellent. I just told Samter uh on the phone that uh when I seen that happen when Aaron Aaron uh, Rodgers went down last night, he was the first person I thought of and he explained to me that he was laying in a pile of or a puddle of his own tears, which I felt so bad. But, uh, no, it's okay. Wanted... He's off the Jets now. He's now a Chiefs fan. So don't feel bad oh. for him anymore. Well, Fair yeah, I can't either. I'm a Raiders fan. You can't go on the Chiefs now. I'm <laughs> yeah. a Raiders fan. Um, but no, I wanted to ask you, Maggie. I mean, if it couldn't get any worse, yeah. I love Josh Allen and the Bills, but what's going on with the, the owner now? You have to deal with that today? Oh, with my the gosh. Black so... players in 2020, if they don't like it here, they can go back to Africa? Like, so how embarrassing. How that even happen? Michael, I have no idea, and what Michael's talking about is a lawsuit that's been brought up by uh, Jim Trotter, who is a former employee for NFL Network and also worked with Perloff and I at Sports Illustrated, an incredible gentleman of a guy and amazing. He is suing the NFL uh, for wrongful termination. They did not, or is it wrongful termination? They didn't pick up his, uh, offer him a new contract because he had been critical of the league's bad record on diversity. And as part of this lawsuit, he relays a story that was told to him where Terry Pagula, the owner of the Bills, makes an overtly racist remark, allegedly, in front of a group of people. If this is to be true, and I have no reason not to trust Jim Trotter, but if this is turns out to be true, then this is like a Donald Sterling situation. He has to be suspended indefinitely, and you I don't know what the next steps are after that, Perloff, with Donald Sterling. His wife actually sold the team. Um, the NBA wasn't able to, like, take it away from him, but a horribly embarrassing look for Terry Pagula and for the and for anyone associated with Pagula. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to withhold judgment because it's a lawsuit. Trotter yeah. did not hear him say it. He heard from another person right. that he said it. So Pagula presumably... Could this could go to court? I think we'll find out a lot more. And he's defended himself. Pagula yeah. says he did not say this at all. Well, it'd be interesting. Do they settle with Jim? It's a racial discrimination lawsuit. A lot more could come out here. I mean, listen, I would love to see the discovery in this case. I doubt that you're going to get billionaires taking the stand in this case. I bet it does settle. Yeah. But if that is true, reprehensible, awful, no place for it.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.